2 Kings chapter 3 today, 2 Kings, the third chapter, and we're going to look at a, at a, a story here that is not, not really that familiar of a story, but a very important spiritual lesson, I think, that we can learn from 2 Kings chapter 3. We're going to read here beginning with verse number 1. Now Jehoram, the son of Ahab, began to reign over Israel and Samaria the 18th year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and reigned 12 years. And he wrought evil in the sight of the Lord, but not like his father and like his mother, for he put away the image of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless, he cleaved unto the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, which made Israel to sin. He departed not therefrom. And Mesha, king of Moab, was a sheepmaster and rendered unto the king of Israel a hundred thousand lambs and a hundred thousand rams with the wool. And it came to pass when Ahab was dead that the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel. And King Jehoram went out of Samaria the same time and numbered all Israel. And he went and sent to Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab hath rebelled against me. Wilt thou go with me against Moab to battle? And he said, I will go up. I am as thou art, my people as thy people, and my horses as thy horses. And he said, Which way shall we go up? And he answered, The way through the wilderness of Edom. So the king of Israel went and the king of Judah, and the king of Edom. And they fetched a compass of seven days' journey, and there was no water for the host and for the cattle that followed them. And the king of Israel said, Alas, that the Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. But Jehoshaphat said, Is there not here a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him? And one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, Here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat and the king of Edom went down to him. And Elisha said unto the king of Israel, What have I to do with thee? Get thee to the prophets of thy father. And to the prophets of thy mother, and the king of Israel said unto him, Nay, for the Lord hath called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. And Elisha said, As the, as the Lord of hosts liveth before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee nor see thee. But now bring me a minstrel. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. And he said, thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of ditches. For thus saith the Lord, you shall not see wind, neither shall you see rain. Yet that valley shall be filled with water that you may drink both ye and your cattle and your beast. And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He would deliver the Moabites also into your hand. There's a whole lot in those 18 verses of that chapter. 
But I, here's, here's what I want to talk to you about for a little while here this morning. And let's open our heart to how the Lord might want to speak to you and uh, to your, your particular needs that you might be facing today. This is a story, really, about what happens when people have battles, when they have struggles, and not just one struggle, but several things that come against you. What do we do when battles just keep coming, one after another after another? Well, I believe there's some insight here in the Word of the Lord that can help us to see how to respond when we have lots of troubles, lots of battles uh, to fight. Now, these three kings, they really didn't have anything in common except that they had one common enemy, the Moabites. And they were coming up against them, and so they decided we're going to join together and lead together uh, to fight this enemy. You understand that sometimes you have a battle and, um, that you're going through, and uh, it's a real challenge to your faith. But if you have more than one battle, it not only challenges your faith, it, it, really, it just messes with your mind when you get pounded on from all directions with all different kinds of needs and problems. That's what happens here. They decide, we're gonna, we've got a big enemy, the Moabites. They're coming against us. And so then they decide, well, we're going to set out on a journey. And which way should we go? And they go into the wilderness and there, there's no water. So now they have a second big struggle, a big problem that they're faced with. A big enemy and then no water uh, to supply uh, for their army or for their animals. And so they're, they're facing uh, double trouble, big problems. You know, sometimes as Christians, we face troubles and sometimes it seems like it's one right after another. And it's hard to know how to respond uh, when you have all these problems. Everybody goes through it. Our family last year, um, we, had, we, had, we had some rough times last year, 2023. Uh, Zach had to have surgery twice uh, for kidney stones. And then uh, Marsha had to have surgery uh, for gallbladder. And uh, my mother passed away in June of last year. And then um, in the fall, I had a heart attack. <laughs> and two weeks later, this guy ran into the back of our car. And uh, it's like one thing after another. So one trial, and you're kind of thinking, okay, Lord, we can make it through all this. But when you get hit with all these battles, you begin to wonder, Lord, what is going on? What is happening uh, in my situation? And it might be that some of you here today, you're facing not one problem, but you're dealing with a lot of battles. Maybe in your health, your family, maybe your job, um, uh, your emotions just kind of bombarded with all different kinds of struggles and battles, one battle after another. What do we do? How do we respond uh, to uh, multiplied trials? 
What do you do when you're, when you're facing one thing and then another and another and another? You see, one of the things that uh, Satan wants to do is he wants to overwhelm you. He, he wants you to be overwhelmed with all these many needs, all these many problems, and cause you to wonder, Lord, where are you in all of this? And so they decided to go through a wilderness. There's no water there. And so then they, they say, well, the Lord has just brought us out here into this wilderness to die. And uh, this was a setup. God hates us and he wants us to die in this wilderness. So there's a couple of things that you don't want to do when you're facing multiplied trials and battles. And one of them is you don't want to blame God. You don't want to blame God in the situation you're in. God knows what he's doing. And he knows how to work in all of our lives and all the situations that we are, we are, are facing. So don't, don't blame God. Understand that you're a child of God. And in the midst of multiplied trials, God can reveal his mighty hand in your behalf. I want you to know that uh, continuous battles just mean that there's going to be more victories, more victories that are going to come your way if you hold fast uh, to the Lord. So don't blame God. Another thing is don't listen to the wrong voices. Don't pay attention to the wrong voices. So they, um, in the wilderness, and they're there because Jehoram said, this is the way that we need to go go into the wilderness and they found themselves in the trouble that they're in. Don't listen to the wrong voices. Uh, I'm telling you, if you need help from the Lord, if you're in a battle today, I encourage you uh, to put your confidence and your trust in the Lord. And that's what uh, they did. They said, isn't there a prophet of God that we can inquire of him? Can we not seek after Good counsel from a man of God. You know, one of the most wonderful things about being saved, when you get saved, you not only have freedom from your sin and freedom from the guilt of your sin, but you also have a support system. You have the, the people of God, the body of Christ, who are there for you, who will support you and help you. And so when you become a Christian, you have a whole new family that can help you through your struggles, your battles that you're in. And go through these times on your own. You have the body of Christ and the people of God to help you through all the things that you might be going through. So don't think you have to go it on your own. You can put your trust uh, in the Lord. You remember the scripture that says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much? We forget about the first part of that verse that says confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. And so the effective prayer of the righteous person is that person that you would confess to and say, I've got, I've got a big problem. I've got multiplied problems. And you go to them and they're able, your, 
your family of God is able then to pray the prayer of faith. And that prayer is an effective prayer that gets a lot accomplished. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Praise God. And so we put ourselves in the hands of the Lord. And you understand that sometimes in the family of God, your problems that God brings you through provide a wonderful encouragement to others that are going through what you have just come through. And I'm, I understand that, you know, battles and troubles and sicknesses and different things that we go through, it's hard to see how that anything good could ever come out of it. But I want you to know when you come out on the other side of it, in victory, and you're healed, then you have a testimony that you can share with others about what God has done. And you should do that. You should be willing to say, well, I've been down that pathway. I've gone down that road. I've, I've had some problems. I've had some sickness. I've had some setbacks. I've gone through this, but here I am. I've made it by the grace of God. And you can make it too by the grace of God if you'll just hold on uh, to, to the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, it says, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. Praise God. So people need to hear your battle stories. Your friends and family and church members, they need to hear about what you have experienced and what you have gone through and how that you're on the other side of it now and you're experiencing the faithfulness of God and God can comfort others through your circumstances that you went through. Praise God. Amen. So people need to hear that and something about uh, what goes on in the body of Christ and in the church that provides us with an ability to speak very clearly to the needs and to the faithfulness of God. Amen? Praise the Lord. So what do you do when you're going through multiplied battles and struggles? Well, you call upon the name of the Lord. You turn to the, to the people of God. You seek wise counsel from the people of God and believe that God is going to bring you uh, through all of that. And then what will he provide for you? Well, it says here that God had a word for them. He had a word from the, from, uh, from the Lord uh, for them. And I want you to be encouraged today to know that if you're in a season of struggles and battles, if you'll turn to the Lord and turn to the church and to the body of Christ, God can speak to you in the midst of your struggles. Amen. You can hear the voice of the Lord. And so there is a word from the Lord, from the prophet of God, that comes uh, to these three kings. And uh, they need to hear and obey the voice of the Lord. Amen. Now, the Bible says, 2 Kings 3 and 15, now bring me a minstrel. This was the word of the prophet. Bring me a minstrel 
And it shall come to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. You have to remember that Jehoshaphat, a few years before, had this same enemy coming up against him, the Moabites. And uh, uh, he sought the Lord and sought the wisdom of the Lord. What am I going to do with this enemy that's coming up uh, against me? And again, that time, the, the Lord said, put your, put your worshipers out in the front of this battle. Put your singers out in the front of this battle. So Jehoshaphat, he has some history with God coming through as he did for them in a, in a previous time and, and told them in 2 Chronicles 21, don't be afraid or dismayed by reason of this great multitude for the battle is not yours but God's. Amen. You don't need to fight this battle. Set yourselves, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and to say, praise the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushments against the children of Ammon and Moab. Praise God. Amen. I know sometimes when you're really in the heat of the battle, you don't feel like worshiping. You can barely get to the house of God. You certainly don't feel like opening your heart up uh, to worship the Lord. But the Bible says that he inhabits the praises of his people. So whenever you begin to offer up praise unto the Lord, you can be sure that God is going to show up in your situation. Amen. I don't mean just singing songs. I'm talking about turning your heart toward the Lord and worshiping Him and glorifying Him and singing unto the Lord, praises unto the Lord. God is going to show up when you are glorifying God. Amen. Give to you uh, an insight, an understanding of what He wants you uh, to do. Praise God. What did He tell them to do? Well, the word of the Lord then came. It came after they praised God. It came after they sang, after the minstrels played unto the Lord. Then the word of the Lord came to them, telling them what to do. They're in a valley, and the, the, the prophet says, go into the valley and dig lots of ditches. Lots of ditches all over the valley. And again, you know, when you're down, you don't feel like singing. And when you're down, you don't feel like doing much of anything. And when you're in the valley, you feel like you're about as low as you can get. But God said to him through the prophet, you're going to have to dig deeper. You're going to have to go deeper. I know you're low. I know you're in the valley. But you're going to have to dig deeper. Dig ditches in your valley and dig deeper. I just want to encourage you uh, today in the midst of your battles and your struggles that you are in today, dig deeper. Get down and seek the Lord with your whole heart. Some of these times that we go through are times when God can speak to you and help you in ways you could never imagine. I can tell you with certainty that most precious times 
for me over the past few years is when I was so sick I could hardly lift my head up off the pillow and I was struggling, but I heard the voice of the Lord. I sensed the presence of God. I experienced the help of the Lord in all of those trying times. So it may be that what you need to do in the middle of your battle is keep on worshiping. Amen. Keep on praising. And even dig a little deeper in the, in the, in, in the middle of the situation that you are in and believe that God can help you and can bring you through the struggles that you might be in today. Praise God. Amen. I didn't read this part of, this, of, of the text, but the Bible says the next morning when they got up, after they had dug the ditches, that the whole valley was filled with water. It was flooded with water. A miracle had taken place, and God had provided all the water that they needed. When the Moabites... You can just read it for yourself. When the Moabites saw all that water, they thought it was blood. They thought that those that they had turned on themselves and were destroying each other. And the Moabites said, we're going to celebrate now. And so they dropped their swords and their spears and their shields and uh, all of their armament and said, we're going to go in and take the spoil. We're going to go in and take the spoil. And as they get down there to that valley... Those three armies, the armies of Edom, the armies of, of Israel, and of Judah, they've had plenty of water. They're now all refreshed, and, and they're ready for battle, and they catch the Moabites completely off guard, and they put them on the run, and they completely defeat them and destroy them. Praise God. Hallelujah. God is a God that can turn your wilderness into a... Stream in the desert. Amen. Praise God. Isaiah 35. He'll turn your wilderness into water that will break out and streams in the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool and thirsty land springs of water. Praise God. Hallelujah. So I know that, uh, that uh, I'm not the only one that's gone through multiplied trials and one battle after another. I mean, to the point that it just starts to affect your thinking. Your mind is messed up by all these things bombarding you. So what do you do? Well, take some good counsel from the word of the Lord. Amen. And seek the Lord. Seek after God. Ask the Lord for a word, of God, word from the Lord. And then be a person that praises and worships the Lord no matter what you're going through. Amen. And even in those low, low times, just dig a little deeper, get a little closer, and just see the mighty hand of God reveal himself to you in your situation. Amen. And believe that God can bring you through it to the other side in great victory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's stand. Thank you, Lord, for the promise of God. Lord, that you are able... Lord, to help those in this service today, Lord, that they have got multiplied trials and burdens. But Lord, you are faithful. Lord, you are faithful in the middle of it all. Lord, help us to inquire of you, Lord. Help us to seek you with our whole heart, to trust you and to believe, God, that you're going to move in our behalf, to see your mighty hand, Lord. Move in Jesus' name, Lord, 
for those in this service today that have many troubles, many trials, many burdens, many battles. Lord, minister in Jesus' name, we pray. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. This 